Well, here we are, ball boys and girls. Welcome back to the true home opener of the FC 13 podcast. That's right. We are back for a second season. Surprisingly, we haven't gotten canceled yet, and we are more ready than ever to go. Today, Canadian teams showed up only in the way they knew how to. MLS is stupid, and the CSA is finally free, sort of. So buckle up for your source of everything Canadian. Welcome, welcome, guys. Thanks so much. Again, uh, it is so great to finally be back. We are now back for our second season. Boys, how are we doing today? I think this is like the fourth time we've announced we're back for a season two. Which is the, the last official. four podcasts we've announced. Like, we've, <laughs> well, now it's official, beyond, doubt, sure. beyond doubt, everybody, this is definitely season two. Just we wanted to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to wait three years like Netflix makes you wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are better than Netflix. Like that can just be our tagline. We will not charge you more than you need to. You can share us with whoever you want. We promise you, we won't charge you a secondary. Just unrelated, but our Patreon's coming out very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect time to share a password. No, I'm kidding. Uh, So, with with that being said, let's kind of jump into it. Obviously, with the MLS season starting up, that's going to kind of be the focus. CPL is starting up soon. Obviously, League Ones are starting up soon, but. MLS kicked off on the Friday, the 25th there, in the most Canadian way we possibly could. And starting it off, Toronto doing what they do best, completely botching a very winnable game. This is against a DC team who were like one of the worst teams in the league last year, and they didn't really have that high expectations going into this season. And you contrast of Toronto, like, all right, Gonna get a full season with the Italians under the belt, and like you got a full season now with like Lorea and uh, Mark Anthony Kane. They can work the system out more now with Bob Brad with Bob Bradley. Like things are going to be on the up. Every well, I've seen a lot of Toronto fans on Twitter and like being really excited, like thinking like they're going to really do something this year. And it just kind of felt like the same old thing, wasn't it? Like right off the bat, like that first goal that Klitsch scores for DC. It was like parting of the Red Sea stuff, the amount of space he had. He just like took the ball, just kept going, kept going, kept going. He seemed he was probably just as surprised as anybody else, the amount of time he had to take on that shot. Poor, poor Sean Johnson in Toronto in the Toronto goal, man. What does he think he's got himself in for at this point? You know, he had a had a good thing at New York and he's he's came along with this ragtag bunch in front of him and can barely defense. Like, yeah, what dummy. Every goal somehow got worse than the last <laughs> one before, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I think coming into the season, Toronto's a pretty big question mark. Um, a lot of people have the confidence and the faith in the Italians. They even added a new one on the left back there, or right back, sorry. One of the, which one is it? Left back. Uh, I think you're talking about the one who like, faked their timer to get out of Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> um, either way, like uh, a lot of people have faith and confidence in the Italians. I think last year we saw the uncertainty that they'll bring uh, Andre, we talked about last year, and you agreed with yeah. it. Um, almost having the star power between them, they don't look for anyone else. Maybe that, maybe they just need more chemistry, and that will come throughout the season. But if if, uh, if that game is any anything like the season will go for Toronto this year, you're in for a rough season because taking the late late lead and then the late tie and then the late loss that that is that's rough to go. Uh, I, 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 I saw I saw it coming. 
from a mile away based on how they were playing and and not communicating and and just did it didn't seem like as soon as Insignia went down, it just it just seemed like everyone was like, now what do we do? Well, it's a team. There's a solid ten other people on that team that easily could have. There were large portions where TFC were awful without him in that part where he was coming up, and then awful with him. They should have known by now. They should have been able to have been like, okay, well, you know, pass to other people. Don't rely on one person. Try to actually use some of your other people. I don't know. Like it felt like this game was no different than any of their preseason games. They they had no cohesion whatsoever. They did nothing different, and now, and they've suffered for it. Now again, we we brought up the Italians and how they played last season near the end of the year coming together. You still have a lot of new guys in your lineup. So this whole team looks like the, they got built chemistry. What was it, five new players in the lineup starting there From the starting 11 last year to this year, there was two players that were there. Okay, who? Uh, there was oh, Azorio, and then there was Bradley. Those are the only two. Okay. So, yeah, was, I mean, it's going to take some time to gel together. I don't know. Are you After this performance, are you looking at a – such a playoffs, you think? <laughs> too soon. This is the textbook definition of too soon, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's too soon in like every facet. I don't know. It's going to be make a prediction. It's going to be a long season. I, I don't know. We'll see. I know. I know they're newer, so it's going to be hard to gel together, and and we'll we'll see it. But the problem was is is the the coaching staff that we have right now is just, it's going to burn us. It's going to burn us so unbelievably quickly. I know this because he made two substitutions, two, you yeah. have five, he made two. And one you of them, want, you don't want to fuck with some with on the field if it's working and they didn't get the lead. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> the substitute that DC made equalized. I was going to say, um, but we've mentioned it before. Like you say, like how the Italians feel they have to do it on themselves. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought yeah. looked like a Toronto's best attacking outlet by a mile. He, he does fantastic with a free kick, like to um, later um, Mark Anthony Kay scoring, and he comes so close right at the end as well. I think he takes the ball past a couple of DC players, plays a really dangerous ball in, literally seconds before the goals went in. Like the the game team won and lost him. I saw the midfield, like um, I know um, Mark Anthony Kay. I keep wanting to call him Mac. Like, because that's what I write down on my notes. I keep wanting to say, like, Mac in the midfield. That sounds really cool. If he was playing better, I'd have some big Mac energy about it. But right now, it's just Mark Anthony K. Like, him and him and Bradley, like, weren't really um, as good as they could be. But it's funny, look, Bradley will probably look good on paper just because, like, he had a really great ball for Lorea to lead to the penalty. Lorea as well have also, like, I thought he could have done better. Like, both of DC's goals late on came on his side, and both of them came through crosses. He wasn't, like doing enough to stop that delivery coming in, especially with the um, the first one. There's a lot of time to come in there, and Benteke just absolutely, this is a very Scottish term I'm going to use there, he absolutely, we guys, rosted the centre-back. Like He's marking Benteke the whole way, and then Benteke just puts a bit of muscle into him, and then he's got a free header. Like He needs to stand up a lot better to that. Yeah. And um, I mean, the second one is kind of like, you, you get that feeling, you know, when you watch games, and you're just like, there's a goal coming in, isn't there? You don't know where it's going to come from, but you're going to get that like Murphy's Law feeling, and it certainly felt that way. Like the way the ball breaks, like right to a DC player's foot, right last kick of the game. It just, <laughs> it just like how do you feel, Andre? I thought there was just like it seemed inevitable that was going to happen when it went to two two that Toronto were going to like blow this somehow. 
I, I, as soon as I saw no other substitutions coming in the 90th minute, and I'm like, just waste the time at that point. Just do something to drag it out because we're going, we're gonna, we're gonna end up conceding. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with a point away from home. Like, yeah, just take just a a point. We should have learned from last year that a point is better than none because that's (laughs) genuinely what really harmed us that we weren't getting anything. So we walk away with nothing and then we're at the bottom. And that's, that's where it is. And I think this is all going to come down to Bob Bradley. I didn't like him. I haven't liked him. I've made it known I don't like him. And I really think, I genuinely think that we are going to have another rough year and that might be a serious cause of it. But thankfully, moving on, Vancouver didn't really want us to feel left out. So they decided to take one for the team and do pretty much the exact same goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, going up really nice and early there with that goal. And then shot after shot after shot from Real Salt Lake eventually just made itself into a 2-1 scenario. This was um, like people love using this the phrase, don't they? Like a game of two halves, but like this was as much of a game of two halves as I've seen in a long time because Toronto were all over Real Salt Lake in that first half. It wasn't even close. They like they definitely should have been at least two and all up. Dahomey had like a really good chance as well. Like that goal was like so well deserved. There was a great ball from Gressel from the corner to to lead to it for Brown, and um, like it looks so up for it. Like you look. Sartini's a really good motivator. They had a big crowd in there for their stanzas anyway, but 19,000 fans. Like, there's a very good energy to the plate, very good energy to the place. Vancouver were playing well. Mm-hmm. And, like, it seems like there was only one winner. Like, the second half, like, they, they kept that tempo as well. I think it was Brian Wright nearly um, charges down, like, a kick from the Real goal, from the Real goalkeeper. Like, he started off, like, fairly well in the second half, too, but, like, something just kind of clicked. And from that point, like it just became the apologies, I'm pronouncing his name wrong. And the Takota show, the Vancouver's new goalkeeper. Yeah. Like he had to, like, it seemed as if it was like every 30 seconds, man, almost. He was like called into action to make save after save after save. They were good, though. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, outstanding saves. Oh, for sure. Like, Toronto, Vancouver, Vancouver, sorry, struggled a lot (laughs) last year with their goalkeeping. Yeah, there's a joke in there somewhere, I'm sure. Like, Vancouver struggled a lot with their goalkeeping. They never really moved on all that well from Crapo in 2021. But, like, from what I've seen from from their new goalkeeper, like, hopefully they've got that sorted. I think that's what cost them the playoffs last year. But, um, Sartini should have, like, he could have run the changes a bit earlier. Like when Real Salt Lake were dominating the game, they did nothing to change it. Then Salt Lake score, make it 2-1. And then it just, that was it, game over. I never really had the much faith that Vancouver were going to get much into it. I mean, I mean, they had some good players on the day still. Like Ryan Gold was his best. Hey, hey everybody, play the jungle. It's Paul talking about Ryan mm-hmm. Gold time. Like, I'm, I'm going to make a sound that every time you do it, like a little... <laughs> A little Ryan Gold counter. We're gonna have yeah, anyone listening to this. Bottom. We can we can we can keep a little note here that every time he brings up Ryan Gold, we're going to we're just gonna have a counter. So Ryan Gold's had seven key passes in this game and it really did show like he had that captain's armband as well and it just suited him, you know, Captain Vancouver or Captain Cascadia, whatever we want to call him. Every time he had the ball, he made it look as if something was gonna happen. He just knows where to be in terms of pockets of space when to drive and he's got really good vision as well meant to pass it like a lot of those chances Vancouver had if he wasn't setting them up he was involved in some way if they were going to get anything that second half I looked as if he was going to be the only one to do it like he had a couple of good balls that they could have like done much better with like he is their creative outlet and he's still their bit he's still their best player 
Um, I just wanted to put more around him because it's felt a bit like that since he got him in 2021 where Vancouver is kind of get the ball to Ryan Gold and see what happens. And he's like a fantastic number 10. He's probably one of the best number 10s in the MLS. And um, apparently, like because he's not played for Scotland yet, if he sticks around long enough to get Canadian citizenship, well, you can see where I'm going with this. Like Allegedly, he might be able to get a game for Canada. So um, I just want to see this guy get international football and get the recognition he deserves. Like He's generally one of the best like creative midfield players Scotland has at the moment as well. And it's a shame... He's not being utilised or being recognised in that sense because, like you said, he's basically carrying Vancouver to any sort of relevance he has. And you know what? I'm just going to cut myself off because I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so so <laughs> would, would you be okay if for some reason there's a – like, and I say some reason. This is very realistic. There's a competitive knockout game between Canada and Scotland and Ryan Gold plays for Canada and knocks out Scotland. There will be a single tear from my eye, but I will also say that's Ryan Gold. That's Ryan Gold. Perfect. <laughs> I was, able to get, I was able to get and the then, counter up to four now, so we're good. Uh, <laughs> that was. Do you, do you have this obsession of every Scottish player in the MLS who just gold? I think he may be the only one. Certainly, the only relevant. <laughs> well, there isn't um. There's a former Sonic guy who plays in the MLS who's Scottish. I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, the only relevant one. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Vancouver rough ending as well, like uh, like uh, TFC there. Rough day for Canada soccer, holy shit. Or rough, rough weekend anyways, which is unfortunate. But like you said, it was a good crowd at Vancouver. And I, I literally one of the only notes I had was how good the goalie actually was. Like, their new goalie could be something special if he keeps that up. Unfortunately, they left him hanging. He could, he could, you could only do so much as a goalie, right? Yeah, you never um, want your goalkeeper to have a, have a game that good, do you? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, no, you want him to have a good game, obviously. It's just like, he's, he's not going to save everything. If, oh, like but what do you mean if? But what do you mean? If he's had a great game, then something's going horribly wrong with your defense. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they left him hurting though, and you can't save everything. And like you said, it was just shot after shot at one point. Um, but honestly, good. That's a good pickup uh, from Japan if he keeps that up. Um, a little disappointed we've got no curry for Yao in there, but you know, you you blow the late lead. It's not like he's going to come on to secure some points for you. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I think Vancouver's. All three Canadian teams in the MLS have question marks on them. I feel I won't be surprised to see all three of them have hard, miserable, dragging seasons. Yeah. Um. I think Montreal's still probably the better of the three, but I think Vancouver showed potential. But again, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to rely on Ryan Gold and how far he could bring them on his back. In all honesty, what I will say is this is the fifth time in a row they've lost their home opener. So I'm. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say like it's going to set too much of precedent because like this happens all the time. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Um, Canadian MLS teams have a really bad reputation with home openers, though. Like for some reason, mm-hmm. there's just something about playing at home for the first time they just genuinely so, struggle so hard with. So Cole still haven't warmed up yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it happens. Maybe. First game of the season, right? First game jitters. You get them out of the way. Um, and you just you got to move on. It's a long season, right? And Vancouver. Has Champions League coming up soon too. I think it starts next week. They start off their Champions League campaign. So Vancouver's going to have a busy start to the season. Very busy. Yeah, and they're they're going to have to get their feet in the door and start making some some moves. And I mean, I I can see it happening. I with they they've done they've done a shakeup in my opinion. That's good. We're talking about shakeups. Montreal. I'm wondering if their shakeup is paying off for them because their opener for the season against Inter Miami, a team they beat in the preseason. 
has gone not so great for them. A 2-0 for Inter-Miami, which in a offside, which in theory could be controversial, depending on you look on it, could have been 3-0. That's kind of how that ended up playing out. So at least rough game. At least they made everyone like they, they were just looking at the other two going, okay, we're just gonna solidarity now. Canada soccer solidarity. The women's team, uh, good, nice three losses. We'll just have our team's nice three losses, really just bring the country together. Yeah, that was actually a rough game. See, I was more impressed by Montreal than I thought I would be. Like obviously it's been like they've had some very like um notable like departures in the off season, but like I thought they matched into Miami fairly well in this game. They had like some really good chances. Like, you know, Kyoto does a fantastic job of leading the line. Like, I think he's like so key to Montreal and the way he plays. He does great to um, set up Ibrahim, who really should have scored from when they closed down the goalkeeper. Like, how that didn't go on, I didn't know. And they did a great job of creating a lot of chances in this game. Like, I think going forward, they look fine. It was just a case of like, um, Enter Miami, like their defending was good enough to withstand that, and if they're goalkeeping too. The problem with um, the other end is like the two goals Montreal conceded, they just looked a bit too easy. I don't know if that's a case of like they're kind of working with a new defense, like uh, Johnson isn't there anymore, Waterman didn't start back there compared to what they had for the majority of last season. So I think that might have something to do with it. Like, for example, the first goal. It comes from a corner, like Miami put the ball in, it's headed on and goes to the back post. So it goes the entire length of the goal and there's no Montreal player to stop it getting there. So that's an organisational problem there. The second goal, I felt like a FIFA glitch or something. Just like, there was like, <laughs> there was like five Miami players, it felt like, and they all had a chance. Like Pierre, I think, had to save at least one or two shots off the line. Yeah, there was like one shot off the line. It just felt like they were literally queuing up to score at that point. So like they shot themselves very much in the foot. I'm not as like it's weird to say it's encouraging because ultimately lost. But like I think compared to the drop off people thought they would have this season, it's given me a bit more hope than I thought I would have. Yeah, and, and that's fair. I mean, I think the core is. I don't. I, I was surprised how much of the core they actually kept. Yeah, they've got, got more of it than we thought. Sorry? They've got, yeah, they've got more of the core than we thought they would. Yeah, no, we definitely thought more were going to be leaving. It looks like Kamal Miller hinted to leaving next season at the end of this season. I think it's what uh, he can hint to that. Um, so they were able to keep Kamal Miller, which is huge. Um, and obviously the, the rest of the players. Um, Johnson was the big one leaving, right? And um, So keeping that core together, I think they are better, the better of the three Canadian teams. But I don't know. Like, there's just something about them this year. I'm just thinking. I don't know. I just don't feel it. Um, like to see Sean Ray again in there. He was impactful yes. too. Like he was involved. He was taking corners. Um, I think just give him a couple of games to get his feet warm, and he's going to potentially be a standout young player of the season. Yeah, you're, um, you're right though in terms of the the like something feels off because that second goal. And I hate to cut you off there. That second goal when it was bouncing back and forth. They almost looked like they shut down and just accepted that it was going in. Because they just 100%. they just kind of stood there and they were like, oh, well, that's it. 100% because Payet kicked the first one off the line. And he could have got the second one too, but he kind of just let it go. Like, Yeah, I feel like that's harsh to say though, because like, I mean, well, it may it, look quicker I, than I, it does, but like, not in just, real I'm life, not that's sure. a shot going on goal. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just going on him though, but everyone just kind of stood like there was no rush to the ball. Well, I think it's because like, of luck. Sure. Like, the goalie's out of the net. You pound two shots on at the goal. 
the players around the box probably think, okay, well, that's in already. But then it comes back, and like, oh, cool. And then it goes back in, and you're like, oh, fuck it. Like, and the, mm-hmm. the goalie, I think on the sec on the second attempt that again, Pyatt didn't reach. I think the goalie could made a little bit more of an effort, but not a huge one. I mean, it was like you said, it was like a FIFA glitch. You just pound yeah. it away and eventually finds back in the net, right? But I do hope Pantomus is okay. Like obviously I had to go off like a, a head injury. Um yeah. I personally feel like that goal should have I can understand why it was disallowed, especially with the goalkeeper going down for head injury, but I personally would have allowed it. I don't mm-hmm. really think like a a foul necessarily happens. I think the head injury just so happens to happen in the play. Like, yeah. um, I don't want to see like people player gets injured, obviously, but like it's good the fact that we got to have Jonathan Sierra make his debut as well. Like another yeah. um, player coming from Valley, you know the the Valor to Montreal pipelines and full swing, baby. Yeah, he has good potential. <laughs> I mean, he won goalie of the year in the CPL two years ago. Yeah, you can see he did better in CPL than um, Pantsmith did in his time there. Yeah, I think Pantsmith only did play one year though. To be fair, yeah, so he did better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he did get two years under his belt in Valor, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it, it's good to see these guys gain in and to see that the CPL is producing players that can play at this level. It, it's, I mean, even though they were both lonies, but still, like, I, we're showing that it's a good league to throw your players at. And the more they do that, the, the better it's going to look. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, yeah, no, it was, a, I, I personally saw it as a rough game. And maybe that's because I'm, I'm looking down on Miami. I don't think they have a great team. I also don't know much of their team, though. It's not like I followed them. Um, I'm just going off recent history where they've struggled. Um, see um, Phil Neville, the manager the other day, like, confirms, yes, um, we, we would like to have Lionel Messi at the no. club because um, Lionel yeah, Messi you, keeps getting rumored and, into my eye. <laughs> you and every other team in existence. Yes, thank you, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you, Phil. That was um, some... We, we needed Insightful. to hear that. We needed thank- to hear you tell us that you would like um, Lionel Messi. I'm sure he's very humbled. Thank, thanks, thanks, financial. To play for the other Neville brother. Like, like, I'm sure I'm. We get it. You're gonna find the money somehow, and Messi's only gonna cost you one million dollars to bring yeah. him in here, ignoring the fifty-five million you've had to give him, like under the table. So right. dumb. Um, uh, speaking of fifty-five million under the table, we're gonna go to a quick ad break. So when we come back, there's some news that we're gonna hopefully go through and maybe get some money our way. So don't go anywhere. Attention, ladies with a lad or lads with nads. Lads, it's 2023. It's time to clean up those neck beards and keep the bush stashed away with your dad's old magazine collection from the 70s. We at FC13 are joined the next wave of the shaving revolution and would like to thank today's sponsor for the show, Manscaped, for their excellent quality, performance, pricing, and customer service. How do we know about said service, you ask? Well, after graciously sending us some products to try out and holding the products right here in my hands to talk about, I can now fully say I backed both my boys and my beard with the Perfect Package 4.0 and the new Beard Hedger for beard trimming. Not only will the long-lasting battery life keep you looking clean consistently, but the waterproof technology on Manscaped devices allow for a quick and clean shave anywhere. Personally, I'm a big fan of the skin-safe technology on the lawnmower, really allowing you to get at any nooks and crannies without worry of slicing up sensitive parts or fire crotch from razor burn. With already being an owner of the Lawnmower 2.0 and Manscaped doubling me up, I'll never have to worry about cleaning up my neck and nads again. You won't ever have to worry about any more scrapes and cuts on your... 
Of course, this opportunity wouldn't be available without our amazing listeners, and you can now support the show and the safety of your skin by using code FC13 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the episode. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for sticking around. Hope you enjoyed those ads. We're really putting a lot more time and effort into them, so they actually are a little bit more fun and enjoyable. So with that, we're going to jump into the news, kind of what's coming up and what's going on in the seasons. First up is kind of MLS has has done a little bit of a shakeup. We've got some new kits for our teams here at home, but MLS also announced a new playoff system. And oh, boy. Oh boy! <laughs> but, um, they got a reaction. You got to give them that. Uh, what's the longest? I would, you know what? I probably should have looked this up. I feel like that's kind of my job. But like, I wonder what the longest the MLS has ever gone without changing the playoff format. I feel like it can't be any longer than like four years at this point. That's so trigger happy. That sort of thing. I think three I, is like the max. I that sounds that sounds about right. So uh, if you have you been living under a rock, or you know you don't really follow. North American soccer you just kind of stumbled upon this, you know. Fair enough. You you do you, buddy. Um, so the MLS, um, basically, how the playoffs worked last year was um, top. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was top seven teams, and the top team got a bye, and then it was single elimination the whole way through with the higher yeah. seeds having the home advantage. Fairly simple right. standard stuff. So what they've done this year is um, nine teams. In each conference, so 18 overall in a 2019 league, over 60% of the teams in the league will make the postseason. They're going to have 8th versus 9th play a game to decide who gets that final playoff spot. Hey, 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 hey guys, here's a good idea. Just have the team that finishes fucking 8th get that playoff spot. <laughs> you have a league for a reason. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so once you get through that, you then have the um, ingenious idea of having a best of three series in the quarterfinals. The highest seeds can have two home games, and there'll be no, there'll be one away game in their roles. And mm. then it's going to be straight elimination the whole way through. This is <laughs> this is nuts. It's so random sounding. It's like this making it up as it went along sort of thing. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you just a concept of how dumb this is. To explain it on the actual MLS website, if you scroll, it takes you about two minutes to get through the explanation as to how this works and the numbers. Oh, my God. Just have them against each other with two games and then just do a final. Why? Yeah. yeah. I, for this. I think most people are just sitting here questioning, like, just why? What, what made this happen? Because I feel like when a league does something like this, it's usually because someone's asking for it, but who the fuck's asking for this? I don't get yeah. it. And, um, it feels so rushed as well, like just before the season starts. This feels like yeah. one of those, this, this t- usually the type of thing I associate like leagues coming out with like right in their off season or like not that long after the season finishes. This feels, I, I don't know how much maybe the Apple deal influences this, that like Apple wanted to like, cause I, I, I think we heard rumblings of this playoff format and I assumed it'd be coming in next year in 2024, just because I figured it's too soon to really announce this. Well, they announced I don't it on know the somebody... 21st of February. The game exactly, started yeah. on the 25th. So like, I wondered if someone at Apple is like had a word in MLS's ear being like, can you move this up now? Like we want like we want more gate we want more games here. 
I wouldn't be and surprised. That's like, yeah, because it feels really, it feels really rushed. It's it does. Imagine, yeah. imagine being the person who has to be in charge of like getting transportation and everything organized for a team, and then like three days after you've done most of your like prep. Okay, if we get into the playoffs, here's what we're gonna do. Then three days before it kicks off, they're like, "Oh, by the way, we're changing it." And you're like, "Ah." Yeah, I mean, the owners and everyone probably knew way before everyone else, right? So it's, they probably knew months, if not weeks, in advance. But I 100% agree with you. I think Apple put in their two cents. Like, look, we want more games. Um, we don't like the one that the one round knockouts, uh, one game knockouts. We can't do that. We need. We need, let's make it serious. This is North American. Let's make I'm it gonna serious. Say it feels so like. Pandering's the wrong word, I guess, but it's really catering to like North American fans, by which I mean like I don't know if this is trying to get people who are like baseball or like basketball fans first into it. Like, like hey, we've got best of series too. Like yeah, MLS, great. fuck it, why don't you just do best of seven? Like if, that, <laughs> if this is what you're going for, just do, do best of fun. seven. But do all seven games like baseball. All Monday, Monday to Sunday. Seven oh, games was, all in a row, no substitutions, you can't pull from anybody. If they're insisting on North Americanizing it, can they just bring back the old penalties? Like, I would just bring the old penalties back and give us single game eliminations. Well, look, this being a a North American theme, 100%, that looks like what they're trying to do. But Mm -hmm. the whole league is North American. They they have a playoffs. They have a draft. This is a North American league, so it makes sense. It's just stupid on how they do it (laughs) and where it's coming from. I, I agree. I don't like it. Because I think there's some like I I appreciate when a league makes it their own. That's something I do like about the North American system. Um, South America has their own thing with the spring and fall seasons. Uh, MLS has their own thing on how they run shit. Like I like I like that they have their own identity. But there's there is good and bad things that come to it, and the playoffs format just made it really bad. It's the fact that it's one round, like it's single elimination, then best of three. And then back to one, and then back to one round. It's done. It's done. Yeah, that, I mean, well, it's, it's waiting for the inevitability that there's going to be 79 teams in MLS. Um, that's yeah. just kind of what they're going on. They just need to have enough so every game can do it. But at Maybe least MLS two now. Yeah, ML, MLS two, which will just be like MLS. Well, at least Western, the teams are going to look. At least the teams are going to look nice now. Oh yeah, because two of our Canadian teams did bring out some nice new jerseys. Um, I actually kind of hate the Toronto home one um, with a passion, but I do like their away one. I think it's really nice. I am a fan of Vancouver's. I do really like Vancouver's. And Montreal, well, they montreal So <laughs> they were like, our cat's butthole logo wasn't good enough, so we have to change it back, which their new logo does look a lot nicer. It is much more respectful of the heritage of the club. But because My... they did it, they don't have kits. It's weird that like I kind of like this, like, the Toronto and Vancouver kits for the for opposite reasons. Like um, I admit I'm totally respect just how bold Toronto were. Like, and I like the idea that was like it was like the it was a fan who came up with the idea, like the concept of it. Like, I like that they've tried something different. I personally don't like it, but like you know, I admire I admire the boldness to do it. Like, and I feel like it's one of these kits as well. Like, say if Toronto like have a really good year this year, like say hypothetically win the MLS Cup, it's instantly iconic. Like, that's this great kit's going to become instantly iconic. It's going to become like a retro top of the go-to every couple of years. I think there's potential there. The, the Vancouver kit, for me, it's just Vancouver kits are so uninspiring. It's just like, with how white they are. Like, 
we're seeing with Pacific how beautiful their kit is, like bringing in like native culture into it and their away kit. You look at the BC lines of the CFL, they did a fantastic job of bringing out like an indigenous inspired helmet last year, capturing the spirit of Vancouver too. There's a lot of indigenous culture there too. Even if you look at the Vancouver Canucks, like um, they have a lot of like special warm-up jerseys that they've got like a really creative, beautiful designs. They do like mm-hmm. a lot of like Asian-inspired ones and Indigenous-inspired ones too. Like there's so much culture in Vancouver. There's so much possibility there, and like year on year, they just keep bringing out the blandest kit ever. And um, like all they've done this time is like, oh, we put uh, like red lines, red lines next to the Telus sponsor. Yeah. Like it's not enough. I feel like there's just there's just so much potential that like you just you look down the road at Seattle, they brought out a fantastic new red kit inspired by the culture of Seattle with Jim, with um, Bruce Lee. But uh, sorry, I, I mean in my head I thought it was Jimi Hendrix. So let me pretend I didn't say that. Bruce Lee's famously not from Seattle. <laughs> the point still stands that they did something bold and creative, and the Vancouver one it just feels far too safe. It's just, it's boring. Yeah, um, I was literally, you just took my words and put more detail into it. I was literally <laughs> like, Vancouver's Vancouver's. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, Toronto fucked up, though. I, I get how you like their boldness, but I don't. Um, I don't like... I like the but, idea, not the cat. <laughs> right, that's what I mean. Um, I like... I. You're allowed to fuck up an away jersey. You should not be fucking up your home jersey. Yeah. That, that's the way that's, I look at it. A hundred percent. And, and Michael, I don't even have anything else to add. that seriously, <laughs> that right there. It, 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 like a home Jersey should be your identity. That's who you are. That's what you, you can adjust it here and there, but this is what you do. This is what you wear. The away jerseys where you can get a little bit more experimental, have fun with it. A third Jersey, especially have fun with it. Experiment the home Jersey. You, you can't be doing it. And I am not seeing one person who likes this TFC Jersey. This is going to be an all time. Um, I, I, Andre, when you go to the home opener, you got to tell me how many people's wearing this New Jersey. I, I will very much be taking note of it, especially because they are notoriously expensive. And I, I know there's a lot of uproar over it. So I see this being a pullback. I get the idea. I like the idea of them approaching a, a season seat holder. That's the day one. Get it. Love the idea. Just switch the colors, switch the colors around, literally yeah. invert it, red in the chest, and then the, the dark the shoulders, better, yeah. great, awesome, love it. It's just the the, it's not the team home colors. No, yeah, exactly. But, and but, as we talk about jerseys, I just want the yes, Asmund Shaw does not have one. Fucking Muppets. Um, <laughs> but last I, I since, heard, it's like it's delayed. Since Montreal doesn't have one, I want to talk about the team they did just play. Miami's. I hate Miami's. That pink <gasps> on TV looks disgusting. You can probably tell it's pink. It's annoying as hell. I think Montreal and Miami's game last weekend was one of the ugliest games you'll see this season. That gray they had on with their pink, which you can't even tell is a proper pink from the TV. Oh, it was, unless it was zoomed in, it was horrible. horrible. Honestly, just you could have just stopped there. You didn't even need to go on to the kits and the colors. Just the two ugly teams playing. Uh, <laughs> but with that, speaking of ugly, the Wicked Witch of the West has finally been had, like, had a house land on him. Nick? Bontis is gone from Canada Soccer. He has officially resigned immediately, and Canada Soccer is free from the clutches of evil. We officially we put him on some ice and casted him off to sea, and we sent him adrift to whatever Concacaf headquarters are. <laughs> Mountain <laughs> hopefully Doom. somewhere, hopefully somewhere warm, so it melts. 
<laughs> but doesn't uh, die. You know, we're not that type of no, podcast. We're not. We're, not, we're so, not evil. We're not evil. We're just happy he's finally gone. So that way it can be ruined by someone else. It feels like it's happened so quickly. Like I'm not sure if this is what pushed it, but this was the most pressing thing to happen today. That the um, 13 um, province and territory soccer associations, so like BC Soccer, Ontario Soccer, none of it soccer. Uh, they all basically um, put a statement of intent out today, like put a letter through to Canadian Soccer demanding the immediate resignation of Nick Bontis. Now, this happened so quickly to the point that I'm not sure what could have happened here. Like, could like they take, they could um, withhold their money that they give to Canadian Soccer? Would there be a chance even of a breakaway or something like that? Like, I don't know just how much that carried, but like it. I like it seems to have carried a lot because like very quickly this all happened that he resigned. Like, you know, I feel like from the moment like Nick Bontis resigns, like they would have been working on the statement. You put these things out at like the best possible times, like so when it came out a couple of hours earlier for you at Eastern time, so like the news can spread the quickest. So like as soon as this could have gone out, I think is when it's gone out. So like a lot has happened today. I don't think we'll Probably one of those ones we'll never know quite exactly what it was that pushed us over the edge. You know, I like to think it was me constantly twi- constantly <laughs> acting him on Twitter, telling him to resign is what did it. I am um, finally, finally, it definitely contributed down. to him making his Twitter yeah. private. It definitely I, um, contributed. I am like 80% sure that I'm the reason his Twitter is private now. You're welcome, Canada. So, <laughs> <laughs> you kept him up at night. He was telling he his wife, Damn it, this guy named Paul will fuck you off my back. Won't leave me alone. <laughs> but you didn't block you. So, you, you still got to up your game just a wee bit. One I'm walking on with Phil Flurry at the moment as we speak. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, he's bad, isn't he? Fuck. Yeah, he's. He's going out to lunch. <laughs> I will. I will teach you the ways. If I can get one soccer to ban me, you don't worry. I'll teach you the ways. But it is. It is a very interesting turn of events that came on very quickly, and we are going to see the fallout for it. Does the next person who come in say exactly what the deal is with CSB? I think. Well, it's definitely going to be fan service. Whoever comes in is going to be fan service. They, they know what the fans are complaining about. So whoever comes in, as goal or as least as targets has to be what the fans are asking for right because if not what's what's going to change what's the point of getting rid of them if you're not going to change anything i know that the canadian heritage uh, meeting is still to come where like you know nick and earl and the merry men are gonna have to like um testify testify to that sort of branch of the government so i don't expect there to be like a new csa president until that's all taken care of because that is definitely happening especially if like i, I can see like maybe like El Cochran, like doing it in like an interim role sort of thing, while that figures out. But like, yeah, I, I, you're totally right. Like after like the sort of like, it's been nothing but bad news ever since the men qualified for the World Cup. I can imagine they just want to put like the nicest possible um, face they can put there, like the one who's going to like put the most might not even be the best at the job, but probably just the person who's just going to be like the most popular person there that people are going to be the least annoyed at. I'm not going to pretend I know like enough Canadian soccer executive to be like, all oh, right, give it to this guy, give it to the, give it to this person here. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I don't know these, I don't know these suits, I don't know these ten, I don't know these eleven thousand dollars suits walking around here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to just wait and see. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting turmoil. I think it's going to be a while until we actually hear what the official announcement is because I, I don't think they're going to be rushed yeah they I, have don't want, I, I don't want i want mm. us to take that time i don't want this to be like rushed yeah and uh, nick we might get a scenario of like an intern or not intern but like a reply like a short-term 
person by doubt it. Yeah, maybe it's like a deputy summoning sort of step Someone in temporarily. Someone in charge of whatever. Because but... realistically, uh, the Nations League doesn't kick off until the end of May, uh, March. And yeah. so it's it's not like they're in like the biggest rush and the Women's World Cup is coming up and that's already ongoing. So whoever was taking care of that, it's already there. The damage is done, though. So the damage is done. Whoever's going in there is doing damage control. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll let you know anything that we end up hearing. You won't hear it here first. But you'll hear the funnier side of it here first and our opinions on it. Yeah, I'd like that, to, I'd just like to put a big shout out to the Nick Bot. It's the best thing you ever did was resign before we recorded this today. So God bless you for that. Yeah. Resign. Peace. I always love when they resign. You know, I know. Well, and he's got a job with the CONCACAF. Like he's already got he's already got yeah, his like, have, you, have you ever considered voluntary redundancy, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> just go back and just Keep taking more really awful 1990s style promo photos. Oh, um, that's the one thing I'm going to miss is all of his weird photos. I'm pretty sure this one he's dressed like it's a Renaissance man or something. I, you know what? I, I, it's going to haunt my dreams. It's uh, definitely a tennis one. Yeah, it's going to haunt my, a lot of my dreams. You guys with too many pictures for this guy. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm going to find I will, I will put them all in the Twitter scene as he's no longer like charge of CSA, you know. It's just some guy now, so I'm just going to post pictures of some guy in the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, with with that, and I don't I even have context. a good segue. I have no good segue <laughs> for this one. Uh, Canada versus Honduras. I mean, with all this controversy going on around the Canadian national team, it was a real trying time for the She Believes Cup and a really trying time for the Nations League coming up or the CONCAP Nations League because Canada announced their tickets and they are not cheap by any imagination. Even the supporter seats are not grotesquely expensive, but oh boy, are they not cheap. You're looking at $50 in the lowest end, and that's pretty much for the supporters. I'm going to try my hardest here not to mention the name of any um, resale ticketing sites due to potential sponsorships going forward. So that's, a, that's going to you too, too. Pay attention. <laughs> but um, from what I can gather, the cheapest tickets right now are about um, $62, I believe. About $62, I believe, which is more than what they started out at the pre-sale. But I mean, that's that's what it is. From, from what I can understand today, they're um, they're not selling tickets for the top tiers of BMO Field, so that just get that just shows what the demand is. Like all the tickets for sale are on that sort of lower tier. They've not released tickets for the top tier yet. Weird. Like this is oh, I mean, well, it's not weird. It's simply a case of just like um, they're not selling tickets for this. Yeah, they, like, they, it's a com- the demand is down. The mm-hmm. uh, the the controversies kind of caused some problems, so I think they're being more safe than sorry. And these $62 tickets, these aren't resale tickets. These are their yeah. charging prices. Hey, we're World Cup team now, baby. This is what happens. We're, we're the big show now. Now they're going to get charged up the ass. All right. Well, it's the You got charged up the ass for out wanting a water. All right. Can't like, wait till we play St. Martinique in the fucking gold cup and have to pay 70 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is, <laughs> this is the shit about this because, yeah. like, we understand, yes, you were a World Cup team. Under no circumstances are you going to be able to get away with charging, you know, these kind of prices for these teams that we are going to be playing. Like Curacao, yeah, we're playing away, fine. Yeah, but they will eventually be a team we are playing at home. Yep. And I will be damned if you think you're charging me sixty dollars <laughs> to go and see us smack a team of semi-professionals, nineteen-one, and like, <laughs> like you've got to be you're out of your fucking mind we do yeah, have but... reference for this because we did play curacao back in may in vancouver and without knowing the prices off the top of my head they definitely weren't that expensive no i would just like to take a moment to um 
to every to every like person based in Toronto or Ontario who um, gave um, Vancouver and BC crap for the low tens that Curacao get it right fucking up you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I do believe mm-hmm. Toronto will. What goes around comes around, baby. I do. I, <laughs> Toronto, I, I have I mean, said for the longest Toronto's time. I, I've said for the longest time that like I don't think any games between now and the World Cup should be played in Toronto and Vancouver unless they absolutely have to. I don't see the point in like playing the games there when there's an entire country you can um, move these games around and grow the sport in. You've got perfectly good stadiums all around, like in Ottawa, Regina, Winnipeg, Especially Edmonton. Friendlies. Definitely not Calgary, but you know, like other places. <laughs> but there's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason to play this game. Yeah, you know, especially because Toronto. Toronto hosted Canada versus Honduras like not that long ago, like in 2021. And we play Honduras all the time as well. So I think there's like, yeah, I think there's a part of fatigue that comes into that. Like we only ever seem to play CONCACAF teams. We're always playing Honduras. We're always playing El Salvador. We're always playing like Jamaica. Yep. It's always the same team. So I can totally understand there's a bit of fatigue there as well. You know, it's, the weather's not exactly great. It's a Wednesday, it's a Wednesday night. Most people like don't have the luxury of living close to Bimo, so you got to deal with like Toronto Transit, which is you know flip a coin if that's going to be good or not. Oh boy! So, like, I, I'm not at all shocked by like how the attendance is here. Like you know, I was, I was joking earlier, but like if I lived in the Toronto GTA area, I would probably want to go to this. But like I would ultimately sit down and tell myself like between the ticket prices and wanting to show CSA like. No, we can't just put up with any old regular crap. Like, I probably would make the decision not to go. See, I would. I I mean, I would go to this one regardless of where I live, but I'm getting married in August, so I'm not exactly doing these trips right now. But (laughs) if it wasn't for that wedding, I probably would have tried my best to be at this game. It's been a while since I've seen a Canada game. So I personally don't mind when they're in Toronto or Montreal, which Montreal has been for a while, though. Um, I do agree with you, though, especially friendlies. There's no reason why we can't have them. The women play all over the country. The men seem not to do that. Um, I don't know what the reason is, or just I mean, the women prove they can sell tickets in places like Ottawa and anywhere else they go. So you can't tell me this World Cup of men's team who has players like the Alfonso Davies and John the David's not going to sell tickets. It's bullshit. Yeah, so yeah. put it somewhere else. Don't don't just don't just batter BMO Field because it's there. Like I get the the grass pitch is your like oh it's i was gonna say i think the grass pitch might be the biggest thing going for it and right, well, is there some fifa rule that it has to be played on like proper grass i mean did you see the honduras pitch <laughs> yeah, i mean grass i mean it was what grass well look at look at some of the other grass look at look at Ham- yeah hamilton's not grass um that's true sorry yeah pretty much actually i think toronto's the only like grass field that we have that's actually a grass pitch in canada for this it could be I the think, players asking for it too, though. I think my only reason, and this is the only reason why I'm thinking it, is because of our standings in the Nations League. Had we had our two wins, we probably wouldn't have played it somewhere else and taken that risk. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If we were like almost kind of in a sense guaranteed to be in, but because we only have the one and against Curacao, which if something does go south, because we're going to be there. Mm-hmm. They maybe want to have that little bit of an advantage. I, that's my guess. That's my only thought process. I'll say on, this. Sorry, I was just gonna say, I'll say this though. With us just coming out of the World Cup and the Honduras game being as important as it is, yeah. like Andre you say, I think the real the real question is where we'll see where the next games are, right? We'll give them Toronto for this one, but friendlies or whatever we have coming up, because we have the gold cup to prepare for and stuff like that. We'll see where they put those. Cause 
every advanced Nations League, I, I think we'll get another, at least another one more home game for Nations League. Possibly, yeah. Have so, them we'll, play in Halifax, you cowards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play, play in Whitehorse, you cowards. Play in yeah. Halifax and immediately play in Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> Just making it a nightmare for every other team. Um, speaking of nightmares, we're going to go to a quick break. I know you're going to miss us, but we'll be right back. And there's some really exciting stuff that Paul is gnawing at the bit to get at. Hey, ball boys and girls. Thanks for checking out the sponsor of today's episode, Manscaped. Manscaped is a shaving company that specializes in premier products with great pricing and fantastic customer service. And how do we know about that last one? Well, they sent us over some products to try out. And between the Performance Package 4.0, the Beard Hedger, and then the Weed Whacker, I've fallen in love. I may not be the hairiest man, but I can tell you right now, what I do have to shave is a little sensitive from time to time. So making sure you can get a close, comfortable shave while maintaining a good quality product. And honestly, battery life, really important for me because I'm really forgetful. And the last thing I want to do is run out of the house kind of scraggly when I'm late for something. So if you want to kind of take part in our shaving revolution, which I don't know why you wouldn't, one of the things you can do is go on over to Manscaped and use our promo code FC13 for 20% off as well as free shipping. Thank you guys so much at Manscaped for jumping in with us. And by using it, not only are you helping us podcast, but you're actually going to be getting a product that we all, all of us kind of love here at FC13 and 13th Man Sports because we've all either already owned them or we've gotten some now and we've just become diehards and it's kind of hard to change in anything else. So between the Weed Whacker and I had the box for the Beard Hedger, which I mean, I may not get as much use here, but I can tell you now from every little bit that I do get, it is fantastic. So if you want to join it, make sure to use that promo code FC13 and stick around for the rest of the episode, guys. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for sticking around. Paul, normally this is where we have a very specific penalty quiz out. But in lieu of it being now season two, you have something a little different in mind. I do, yeah. Part of it is as well, it's just that we don't have that many games right now. Obviously, with the free MLS, the free MLS games, we don't have um, you know, as much games up our sleeves to pick from. And, you know, I mean, if we wanted to, we could have spent the whole time talking about um, Alistair Johnson Celtic beating Rangers in a cup final. But, you know, like that's a, that's a story for another day, I guess. I I actually came up with the idea of this months ago watching the World Cup. And what I am going to do is have you two go on head-to-head best of nine African football team nicknames. <laughs> I am going to tell you the nick. I'm going to give you the nickname, and then you need to give me the country. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, sorry. Okay, it's not clubs. Okay. No, yeah. it's country. It's, co- it's okay. clubs I, here. It's like holy shit, I'm done. If, if if this is on a YouTube special, you're going to see both of our fa- my, mine and Michael's face drop. Uh, I, with with that being said, Paul, can we open up a map of Africa? What the hell? Um, yeah, if you want. I don't think it'll help at all. <laughs> that's I at least just don't want to guess a country that's not actively in Africa and be that bad. Um, I was I was literally going to say, like, I know one or two African clubs off the top of my head right now. Cairo <laughs> uh, FC, Lagos FC. <laughs> I was thinking of Orlando Pirates. 
Oh, yeah, was, they exist. I was thinking of uh, Casablanca as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Morocco. I... Again, there's a lot of, of Casablanca there. And then you've got yep. uh, Club Africans. And I could go, I could do more club than I could probably do national team. Oh, that's definitely <laughs> not me. Okay. So I got a ceremonial coin here with um, our dead queen and what I'm assuming is a dead beaver on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Andre, seeing as you won the game last year, I'll let you choose heads or tails. Heads. Yep, it's heads. Victory. Actually, we'll this won't make much of a difference who goes first because, like I said, it's best out of nine, and I think we'll have to use all nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna make Michael go first. Okay, so same similar sort of as the normal game. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you both the same one, and then you take turns on who goes first each. Okay. So the first one, I'm gonna start off easy. Easy, Michael. Yeah. The Pharaohs is the nickname of which country? Oh, that's gotta be Egypt. Andre, okay. that's that's Egypt. That's. Do not give us like a hardball like this. So help me God. No, that is correct. <laughs> it's just okay. Indeed. Well, okay. You went with the easy one first. I didn't know you were going to do that. I would have went first then. Shit. I'm going to tick that off as well so I don't accidentally ask it twice. Okay. Andre. The National Thunder is the nickname for which African country? The National Thunder. Yes. Oh, a African country's nickname is the National Thunder. Which country oh. is it? Boy, oh boy. Um... Goes right into the hard ones immediately. I'm gonna go Sudan. Okay. Michael. I'm gonna go to the Dominican Republic of Congo. I think there might be a country in there somewhere. Democratic, but, uh, it's a, Democratic uh, Republic of Congo. So oh, the correct sorry. answer was Equilateral Guinea. Oh, I knew that. Oh. Yeah, no, it was on the tip of my tongue. It's, I got it screwed up with the other one with a long name. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. The Squirrels is the nickname of which African country? Okay. I actually, fun fact, hate fucking squirrels. Hate them. I'm sure that's going to be very helpful here. It does. <laughs> uh, because, coincidentally, I hate this country. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Um... The squirrels are definitely from. Holy shit, Kenya. I am. I'm going to go Sudan again. <laughs> Is your logic just like one of them has to be Sudan eventually? <laughs> Theoretically, we keep Wait, going. How yes. many countries are in Africa? A you lot. Like 50 something. Yeah, you might get this. <laughs> so um, the answer is Benin. Michael, for the for the purposes of letting our audience know, do you hate the country of Benin? I never even heard of that place. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> so I can't, I can't oh, actually hate people from a place right, I never knew existed. In between Togo and Nigeria. Oh, okay. Okay. So I would Andre, have never even gone that way. Okay. Here, here we go. Number four. The Indomitable Lions. Uh, that is, I believe, Sierra Leone. Michael. I'm going to go with Ghana. Guys, that was one of the easier ones. Cameroon. That's what I was thinking of. The flags are similar. Was, I, knew, I knew one of them had a lion. It was Cameroon. We are going to... We are... I am so sorry for the entire continent of Africa. This is am, this is exactly what I was hoping for. Not gonna lie, they look <laughs> oh. the same. The flags look the same. I screwed up. I 
fucking knew that one. <laughs> okay. So son of a bitch. <laughs> this is Michael first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael. The Blue Sharks is the nickname of which African country? Blue Sharks. I feel like this should be an easy one. It'll be, it's gonna be coastal. I'm gonna go Madagascar. Andre? I'm gonna go Namibia. The answer is Cape Verde. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Cape Verde uh, of the Blue Sharks. Ottawa Fury used to have a player who played from there. <laughs> okay. Andre. Hmm. Shoreman of the Red Sh- of the Red Sea is the nickname of which African country? Shoreman of the Red Sea. Uh Etrea? I'm gonna go with Sudan. <laughs> the answer is Djibouti. Oh, I literally was gonna go Djibouti. And I was like, no, maybe oh sh- son of a bitch. Okay, Michael. Yes. The Black Stars is the nickname of which African country? Okay, hold up. They're like I know this one. Because I'm trying to think of there's a flag with a fucking black star, and I know there is. I just have to think of which one. Your it logic is. is solid here. <laughs> Hold up, but I think there's more. There's more. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, I have a feeling. Andre will get this one. I don't know why. I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go back to Ghana. Andre, I'm stealing his answer. I'm pretty sure that is Ghana. It is Ghana. Shit, Andre, we're killing this. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, you know what? We're working together. We're not competing now. Screw your game. <laughs> We're uniting now. Uh, Andre. <laughs> I just want to point out he stole both of the answers I've got right. Okay, the, one of them. Let's not count that. All right. The Red Sea Camels is the nickname of which African country? The Red Sea Camels. Yeah, the uh, Red Sea Camels. Uh, what I mean is, like, it's not Sea Camels; it's the Red Sea Camels. Oh, oh, yeah. For the avoidance of doubt, like, it's Red Sea as in the sea camels. Okay, it's not like a seahorse. <laughs> Does that help? Oh uh, no, no, none of that helped. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go because uh, I think it's to do with the Red Sea. So it's, I'm gonna either gonna go. I'm gonna go Edry again. It, oh, I'm saying it wrong now. No, I hate it. Thank uh, Andre, you said you were going to go between one. Can you please tell me the second one you had in mind? <laughs> no, I'm totally fine. You know what, though? No, it's about the Red Sea. So remember, we had that little bit of a discussion before. I'll give you that hint because we're we're, no, we're no. kind of a little bit on this one. Um, Because he says yeah. Red Sea and yeah. then I think Sea Horses. Right. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm totally blanking shit. I'm going to go with... Um, Jesus Christ, like Libya. Andre Eritrea was right. Because <laughs> the Red Sea, again, the Red Sea. Yeah. It's the Red Sea part. And I was going to say Sudan. That's why I thought, Michael, I was like, Red Sea, go Sudan. It was either Sudan or Treya. Right, right. I can't keep playing that Sudan game. That's not going to work. <laughs> okay, so we go. There's one more to go. So. Oh, and he pulls away at the end. Oh, Jesus, okay, I need this one. Oh, I could still, still screw this up. I need this one to tie it. <laughs> 
Still pissed. I'm fucking thinking that. No, I could be pronouncing this wrong, but I kind of want to pronounce it this way because, you know, in my heart, it's still 2016 and memes never die. So the way we're going to, we should probably do this the way we did it last year, right? Our, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Do whatever yeah, we'll way do you want. Way. New game. Whatever way you want. We'll have Andre go first and then Michael has to give his yeah. answer. Should we yeah. do it that way again? Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. do it that way again. Yeah. So, Andre, the Harambe Stars is the nickname of which African country? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bringing it all the old memes here. Uh, Zimbabwe. So, Michael, say anything but Zimbabwe or anything we've said up to this point. I believe I am wrong, but I am going to go with Somalia. The answer was Kenya. Oh. Kenya are the Harambe stars. <sighs> so by a score of three out of nine to two out of nine, Andre, <laughs> Andre steals it. He is our, he is, if I am supposed to be the European football expert on this podcast, Andre is now by official decree, the African football expert on this podcast. What am I? We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Asia, I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, so with that, we are going to have to kind of call her here. Uh, I really want to thank Paul for making us possibly get in a lot of trouble with the entire continent of Africa. We will do better, I promise. Uh, but I, I do want to say thanks, guys, so much for checking it out. It's been a blast. Really looking forward to the season coming up. There is a lot of stuff coming up. Our game does officially kick off starting next week. It is going to be Toronto FC versus... Atlanta United, and that is going to be starting at the same shtick and time as a lot of them, but it is going to be on Saturday at 7.30, so that's when the game is going to be starting. Make sure to watch that if you want to play along with us and not have to guess African nickname teams. We are going to do more little one-off games like that because that actually was a lot of fun. Um, but I do want to say thanks so much for Manscaped for sponsoring the episode. They've been an absolute blast to work with. Use our code FC13 to get 20% off your order. And you can use that with other promotions, which is absolutely outstanding. Um, we do have our Patreon that's going to be coming up very soon. So that is also really excited. And make sure to check us out on TikTok and on YouTube, where we are posting some more content there that you can't necessarily get here. Uh, boys, where are we finding you? I think you're finding me um, at Paul McNulty, 1996 on Twitter. You know, the, the guy I brought down, Nick Bontis, and that, that's my story. <laughs> I'm going to stick with it no matter what, no matter put, how true or false it is. should put that in your like uh, in your bio there. Billy Nick Bontis. <laughs> uh, you will find me on the plane to Bahrain because it is now my new favorite African country, and I'm wearing <laughs> a soccer jersey to show you I do not hate them, and I truly do love them, and I'm so happy I learned that they exist today. But <laughs> you will find me at McCormick Michael on all socials. And you can find me at the Andre McKay. And you can find all of us at FC13. Uh, make sure to tune in next week. We have a lot of stuff coming up. Thanks, guys, for sticking around. And remember, listening to the FC13 podcast is like watching football through a microwave. <laughs>